2: Hi there, this is Cecilia, content producer at the Webby Awards. Are you making great work on the internet? If so, I want to take this moment to remind you that the final entry deadline for the 27th annual Webby Awards is coming up on Friday, December 16th. This year, we're expanding our categories across websites and mobile sites, video, advertising media and PR, apps, dApps and software, social, podcasts, games, and new this year, metaverse, immersive and virtual. Check out all of our categories and enter your best work by the final entry deadline at WebbyAwards.com. From the Webby Awards, I'm David Michelle Davies. This is the Webby Podcast. Now get offline and travel! Bringing the universe to you.
0: We've got space for everyone. No right answers, just art.
2: Hey there and welcome back. Today we welcome our special guests, Wally and Amanda Koval, co-founders of the two-time Webby winning project, Accidentally Wes Anderson. In 2017, Accidentally Wes Anderson started as an Instagram account made as a visual bucket list of places to visit between founders Wally and Amanda. While at first it seems like an incredibly dedicated continuation to the visual aesthetic that is Wes Anderson, when you browse an adventure with AWA as it's affectionately called, you'll find an even richer and deeper mission of opening your eyes to what the world has to offer. Through the past five years, the online community of AWA has grown to over a million followers or adventurers as they like to be called. This group of dedicated fans and creatives avidly contribute to the never ending and engaging catalog. It includes mesmerizing, captivating, and visually stunning photographs categorized into collections across 26 selected themes, 12 varying color palettes, and various map locations. Over 50 countries have been featured from all seven continents, including Antarctica. If you haven't seen the site, the book, or the account, and you have your Instagram or browser handy, head over to Accidentally Wes Anderson and browse around as we start our conversation. Minutes will quickly turn to hours, and it's worth it. The lesson through it all. There is so much beauty to see in the world when we know what to look for. We start off talking about the beginning of Accidentally Wes Anderson. It started
1: as a travel bucket list, to be quite honest, a very personal travel bucket list for Amanda and myself. As we were traveling around, uh, maybe a little bleary-eyed, maybe a little uh, uh, tired, we kind of hopped off the plane and I started seeing locations both IRL and online that looked like they could have been plucked from a Wes Anderson film. They were real places and I came to find that they were uh, each kind of had their own interesting story behind them. And I put it to myself to just, as a as a daily task, to start to compile one of these places per day and uh, started putting it on Instagram because it was something, a platform that I was comfortable with. And um, ultimately, a community began to form.
0: Which was also very accidental.
1: <laughs> yeah, very, very accidental.
2: <laughs> at, and at the beginning, did you... Were you specifically looking for things that sort of reminded you of Wes Anderson films or was it just anything that looked interesting and then you realized that like the things that you thought looked interesting also had this like strange thread in common?
1: In the very beginning, I think it was a combination of the two. I think that there was so much, if you do look back at them, which I have done that, it's kind of low hanging fruit to a certain extent. There are so many well-known but unknown places that just exude the Wes Anderson aesthetic. And then it's interesting that over the course of five years, how we have, if you think of like, you know, a pretty pink building, which might be Hotel Opera, for instance, in Prague, which is a beautiful pink hotel. um, If you think of that as the bullseye or even the front cover, we've started to experience and explore the outer rungs of that bullseye as we've gone through the past five years. But when you capture it from a certain perspective, look at it in a certain light, and then kind of start to uncover the stories behind it, you really start to dig into the the meat of the conversation.
0: Yeah, sometimes the story is more AWA than the photo, just because it's so quirky or so funny, or just how it got from like the pool from Pittsburgh. How in the
1: Pittsburgh Athletic Club? Yeah,
0: yeah uh, who used to go there all the time?
1: Fred Rogers, uh, the one and only Mister Rogers, used to swim laps in there every single day, and and ultimately. He would try to maintain a specific weight of 143, not because he was, had a dietary issue, but because it was one is I, four is L-O-V-E for love, and three is you, I love you. And that became his whole thing, and he did laps at this pool every single day to maintain that weight at a specific time every day. So it's wild to look at a photo of basically an empty pool in an athletic club that is essentially abandoned, abandoned, now torn down. But you look at this photo and it's like, okay, yeah, it's a picture of a pool, but no, there's so much more.
2: (laughs) Wow. That's a lot to digest right there. I did not know about the 143 thing. I thought I knew a lot about Mr. Rogers actually. Um, you you brought up the community. I want to I want to go back and start there. To pick that up from the very beginning, tell me a little bit about that and uh, how that started and and what the community is like today and how that's evolved. I think it's evolved pretty extensively.
1: I think is a good way to put it. I mean, it it started very naturally and organically where. I would post these locations and people would say, oh, I've been here, or you should check this place out. If you're here, there's a coffee place around the corner, a really cool art museum, or have you seen this piece of it? And ultimately, it just started as conversations. And it's kind of funny to think that five years later, we still talk to and know people by their username or their Instagram profile name and talk to them or talk about them.
0: They're our friends.
1: And they're essentially, I mean, they, are our friends. they are, but there are internet friends, which is a really weird thing to say, but
0: it's also been super cool just to finally meet a lot of our community. Um, we just were able to meet two of our book photographers in Seattle, yeah. um, Sue Burnell, who um, takes all of those amazing pool shots. You see, I think we had two of hers in mm-hmm. the book, one in the postcard book and she has become one of our really, really good friends. Uh, We talk to her on a regular basis, and the list goes on from there.
1: So, you know, we receive thousands of photos submitted through our website every single month, and Amanda and I make it 100% a point to look at every single one of them. And it's very interesting and unique to see how the aesthetic of AWA has become its own thing through the community, exploring its own vision in a way.
2: Yeah. And I, I want to come back a little bit to some of the projects, you know, the book obviously that have launched in the, in the postcards. And I, so i come back to that. Um, just thinking with some of the community stuff for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when I, when I first started seeing the Instagram stuff, I think my initial reaction was like, Oh, this is like a, this is like an art director you know, or like this is like a community of art directors or something like that, you know, and I mean that it was like a, you know, it was like an aesthetically beautiful thing and it was great. As I, as I watched and, and looked and browsed more and as time got on, I became, I came to appreciate and understand that like, I mean, the art direction is really important. Clearly you're working with a lot of photographers, that's a big deal, but there's this whole thing about the actual thing that's being photographed. And shared that is uh, seems to me as a you tell me, but as a as just a, view, a watcher, a looker, a viewer, a, as important as the as the aesthetic of the picture, right? It's like it's as much about the hotel uh, of hotel d'opera as it is like the actual place and where it is and what it means and what happened there, as it is about the incredible photo. Absolutely. Of it and the sort of vibe of it. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, we say that it's that AWA at its core is the intersection of distinctive design and unexpected narrative. So even if you know of a place, even if you, you know, for instance, I always use the example of Buckingham Palace, even though now it's probably more in, in the news than it ever was before. But, you know, everyone knows of Buckingham Palace, but you didn't know that You know there there's a full-time team of horological people who go around and it takes them 24 hours to manually change the clocks when the clocks change every year so you you don't know that at daylight savings time that team's going around doing that and there are these really interesting unexpected stories behind each one and you can take a picture of a pretty pink building and we receive these on a regular basis um and if there's no story it doesn't quite fit but the the story of what has happened there is even more important than the photo or the location itself. There's, there's one place in particular that's this beautiful, uh, it's like a, was once a castle on a lake and it was once this royal residence that was used during the summer. And now it is a hospital for children with asthmatic disorders. So it accidentally became that because of the altitude at which it sits, makes it easier for them to breathe that's wild from from afar you look at it and you say wow what a beautiful place it's beautiful but the purpose for which it serves that community in and of itself is also beautiful and the journey that it took from one place to the next through literal centuries is beautiful in and of itself so there's so much that you can unpack within that and then when you go back to the community there's also a beautiful piece to that where 90 percent of the photographers that 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 share their photos with us are complete amateurs. I mean, we don't, we're compu- complete mm. amateurs as well. 100% of what we shoot is on our phone. And the going back to the story of how those, ca- those photos are captured by the community, someone walked along, maybe, they're not a photographer, they saw a building, maybe they walk by it all the time, they saw it from a slightly different perspective, something may have happened, maybe they were with someone, maybe they weren't, maybe they were walking. There's
2: a whole story to how that Photo was then captured in the book. How many uh photos are there? A couple hundred or so? Is that right? Two
0: hundred.
2: Two hundred. And you've been to us personally? Mm, yeah, maybe. I think I read somewhere you've been to. I'm, I can tell you what I read. I read. Something like twenty-five or something like that. That, that right? makes sense. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, give or take a couple. Yeah, Amanda, did you have? Is there any one or two where you sort of discovered stories that sort of especially like rang true with you, or that were that you've kind of held on to in those travels?
0: my favorites i think are definitely the seattle washington ferry i love the puzzle story that we found on that um how you know the community kind of comes together on their commute to work every day and like does these puzzles together on the ferry and it became this donation where everybody brings new puzzles and um it just was such a community building thing and i think it was the perfect story for us for the book too um and the fact that cole was able to get a photo with the puzzle in it was awesome.
1: Cole's the photographer. Yeah, Cole's the photographer.
0: One One of my favorites is the Penguin Post Office in Antarctica. Um, (laughs) Just the fact that they got so many listings from, they did a Craigslist post for the job, and they had thousands of people want to come work there. Um, over the season and I think only four people they only need four a season there's no running water there's no electricity they rely on uh, cruise ships that come in for supplies and how many people were totally down to do this and I was like I want to be one of those people that sounds awesome Um, plus I've always just had this weird love for Antarctica so that was like when we were able to find that photo through our submissions, we were like, yes, we have to have this in the book. We don't get many submissions from Antarctica as you can imagine.
2: <laughs> right, a lot of white photos, I guess, yeah. A lot, yeah.
0: <laughs> a lot of penguins. And to
1: be clear, we have not been to Antarctica no. yet. We are going to Antarctica in December. Wow. And we're very much looking forward Amazing. to it. We have We have made it to Seattle and a few other places to meet. We've not, we've not met the penguins at the post office
2: just but, yet.
0: Fingers but- crossed we get there. This it's a December,
1: thing crossed. yeah,
2: we'll see. Well, so tell tell me a little bit about then. You know, going from I think they used to say you know it's sort of like a it does, you can't really say it anymore, but I will. It used to be like blog to book. You know, I guess now it's like Instagram to you know uh, IP. You know IP uh, property or something. But yeah, from, uh, from from IG
1: to IRL. From IG to IRL.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> IG to IRL. Okay. Like... Tell tell me a little bit of tell me a little bit about that and what it was like to then. I assume you hadn't really published a book before, right? No, we, not even close. Amanda worked yeah. in catering
1: and I worked in events, and neither okay. of us are photographers. We're not historians. We're not all that up to date on our architectural history or anything of that nature. We jokingly say that we built it and are building it as we're flying down the road. We built the car while we're flying down the road. And oh, um, yeah.
0: And the book, getting the book to become an actual book was probably the most accidental process of them all.
1: <laughs> yeah we, we were actually on our first adventure um and we didn't know what that was this was Amanda and I we had been traveling around and we weren't really sharing those travels with the community while we were in London with friends we were sharing locations from Mexico and while we were in Istanbul traveling on our own or right before we got engaged in Budapest we were sharing places in Alaska and so finally we said we had an opportunity to travel down to um, Argentina yeah we went to Buenos Aires and Uruguay and we said, "Why don't we tap the community and see if they have any suggestions for where we might go?" And so I put up three like crudely <laughs> <laughs> crudely uh, graphically designed slides on the IG story. And we're like, "Hey guys, we're coming to Argentina these days. Don't know if anybody out there is there, but you know, send us a note here and let us know." And the outpouring was insane for suggestions of where we should go. We were on the radio down there with a translator, like press inquiries. We didn't even know that this was, we didn't have a book. We did, we had nothing this at that time This was what,
0: 2017 still? 2000, 2018. 2018,
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, we went down there, touched down, did not know what we were doing. And I was like, um, okay, so what do we do now? And Amanda said, oh, look at that building. It's the biggest building and in insert here. So I took a picture of it, put it up on the story and said, this is the biggest building and insert here. So we're going and then we said, where should we go next? And the community said, oh, go here. So it's literally was like a choose your own adventure. And then finally, when we got to Uruguay, we ended up in this Airbnb that we rented that was literally in the middle of a sand dune. It was like a little house in the middle of a sand dune. And Amanda made me promise that I would not go. We would we would shut down.
0: It's our last day. Can we please just turn off our phones and enjoy the fact that we are on this deserted beach and it's beautiful. And let's just take this to take everything in. And we just had an amazing nine days and brought the community everywhere with us. Let's just keep this place special.
1: And I promptly went inside and I picked up my phone while she was outside and I looked at it and there was an email and it said, accidentally Wes Anderson book with a question mark. And it said, if this is the Wally Koval that I think it is, we played soccer together in grade school and went to high school together. If it's not the Wally Koval I'm thinking of, I'm still very interested in pursuing a book project with you. And I said, I'm glad that I didn't listen to him at that moment because that was something really awesome to consider. Um, still was a far off dream at that point, but ultimately ended up being our now editor and uh, publisher at Little Brown Hachette. Who has put out our book? And we went through the process. I met up with him, hadn't seen him in years. And he said, I've been following this project, had no idea you were behind it. We ended up hitting it off super well. And then he said, Now I can't talk to you for a few months because I can only talk to your agent. And I was like, okay. We were like,
0: What's an agent? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We said, So
1: what's an agent? I mean, the whole thing has been accidental. And it's, you know, none of it has been planned until we're, you know, in the driver's seat where we are now.
2: So tell me a little bit about like what it's, I I mean, I assume, I think there's probably a mix of similarity between maybe it's not all the same, but what I'd like to sort of dig into is like, you're getting all these submissions all the time for the Instagram account. You're, you're doing some amount of, I don't know how many getting, but you're doing some amount of curating. Not everything you get goes up, obviously. I'm sure it's probably like mostly all the stuff, most of the stuff you get doesn't go up with me, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, so you have a, you, you've done a first pass to some extent, but then now you're like, now you're the next step is like, you, you're curating those, the stuff that you already curated, that you're deciding which of those gets on into a book, I assume, right? And you're probably getting some new. How do you think about what, what makes it and what doesn't? It sounds like the story is important. Obviously, the, some of the visual stuff's important, but like, what, what else about it? And like, is there anything. You know, visually or story-wise, that you feel like is a common thread.
1: You know, if you unpack the way that we curated the book, I think there's a lot more into it than just a pretty picture and, and an interesting narrative. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1 dot com. We definitely wanted variety in location. We wanted to ensure that every single continent was um, represented. And even Antarctica, as Amanda mentioned, as, in, in, as the last chapter in the book, having a difference of style of photography, difference of location, type of structure. There's so much variety and varietal pieces that we kind of tried to make sure we hit on as we created this book. And ultimately, we started with 15,000 or so photos, and we whittled them down to about 2,000?
0: Yeah, 1,500.
1: hundred. That's where the hard work started. Yeah. It was probably two mm. years that it took us, and we coordinated with 180 photographers mm. from 50 different countries and did a massive amount of research. Mind you, Amanda and I both had full-time jobs up until I quit my job in... January first, twenty twenty, which we all remember is a weird time to quit your job to start some travel brand. And then shortly thereafter Amanda lost her job. So we were, you know, sitting down in Delaware with a book that had to be finished and no jobs. So it was you know, all of the all of the potential projects had dried up at that point. It came out October twenty twenty and quickly hit the New York Times bestseller list and ultimately was a source of a lot of positivity and inspiration for a lot of people I think that couldn't Wouldn't leave travel, their, yeah. Yeah, couldn't leave their house, couldn't get out. And what what we looked at initially, we didn't set out to make that in 2018 when we signed on for this. We thought these photos are beautiful. They deserve to be I mean, I don't know if you have a copy of the book and <laughs> oh, no, we, have, we have, have to send yeah, you one. I, like, have, I always yeah. just I it's super <laughs> weird that I just like have it with me at all times because We literally like pinch ourselves when we pick it up and it's not an exaggeration. We're very much about the tactile. We're very much about, you know, the book on the shelf. And I think that having these photos and these stories in this collection, this compilation is really special and seeing it in that way, in that manner. Yeah, it it was
0: the first time we saw it in not a four by five frame on Instagram and printing them out and seeing, okay, do these work at this scale? And if not, how can we make it work if we really wanted to use that photo? And, and that kind Mm -hmm. of really helped call down those first 1500 Um, or, you know, some people were like, I took this on like my iPhone three and we're like, so you saying you don't have a high res like so that was also unfortunately it had to be a deciding factor too if they couldn't find the original or they just edited on instagram or took it through the app
1: yeah um and this is all stuff that we had we had no idea we're like i don't know how do you make a book here's a bunch of pictures the first draft of the book that our our editor sent back to us was over 800
2: pages and he was like you're gonna need to cut a, a lot bunch of stuff there's, I mean I think there's also really one something wonderful about the fact that it's a book but it's a it's a book that's the it's the product of like the internet and internet culture at the end of the day right it's like it's a collection of
0: absolutely
2: it's a it's at the end of the day it's an expression of your community right it's a collection of artists from all over the world and photographers from all over the world who took these pictures that were inspired by some way that you all came together around stories and and art and, you know, design and travel and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that it's like the art, the art direction is just so proper, but underneath it, it's like, it's as decentralized as humanly possible. Right. It's like, it's so directed, right. It feels like, oh my gosh, like in a really great way, but then it's, you know, hundreds of people that made it really.
1: At its, at its core without the internet this project doesn't exist the book doesn't exist none of what we've done existed imagine imagine trying to source photos from 180 people from 50 different countries without instagram or without the internet or without our you know easy you know ease of communication that we had at that point in time and if you really think about the project as a whole kind of riding a wave of technology at that point in time what if everyone did not have a small high res, you know, uh, photography device in their pocket that they now call a phone, but has much more meaning than just dialing up your friend, right? The project doesn't exist because we, there is no possible way that we are able to be in all of these places, although I think we all wish we could, but at the same time, someone just out pulling their phone out of their pocket, seeing something that inspires them and capturing that photo and being able to share it with us via Instagram, via our website, via whatever means without the internet. Yes, it's a tangible tactical thing that we have on our bookshelf but without the internet that doesn't exist.
2: I think recently just a couple of weeks ago you guys launched like a postcard postcard book. Book are we about? Yes, calling it a book? we have um, postcard book. Tell us tell me about that.
1: Yeah, we're really pumped about it. It's we've been fielding a lot of yeah, we made a hardbound book of 26 removable, frameable, sendable postcards and you know, one of the things that we did at our first pop-up when the book came out, our initial book came out in October 2020, middle of the pandemic, you can't gather people around. And we put on a 10-day pop-up and allowed six people at a time inside of our friend at Whalebone um, Whale Magazine, their storefront in the West Village. We said, can we use your space? They said, we haven't used it in a while. If you want to clean it up, throw us the keys, it's all yours. So for 10 days, uh, we put on a pop-up and we thought people haven't been able to get out. They haven't been able to send much love to anybody really or see anybody that they love. Sure, digitally connecting. But in, in addition to that digital connection, how can we do something that on a very limited budget, which we had <laughs> not much, what can we do? And Amanda and I thought back to our travels and something that we always do. Instead of buying a souvenir, we buy an, like a postcard or something and just send ourselves a postcard from everywhere we go. And it's like, you know, hey, from the past, you're having a good time, you know, think of coming back here someday. And, you know, that always makes us smile when we get home. And so we thought we would do that. So we printed out a bunch of postcards and we said, hey, anyone who wants to come in on our pop up, you can write a postcard to literally anyone in the world and we will pay for the postage. We did not (laughs) expect to pay that size of a postage bill, but over the course of 10 days, we had lines around the building every single day. And for 10 days, people sent postcards. And we, end, we ended up sending over 2000 postcards to more than 80 countries, 140 plus cities, and almost every single state. It was massive. Yeah, it was I, we, so were, cool. we were absolutely blown away. We had these three little mailboxes that we put up on the wall, and it just said postcards. And, and we they were
0: jam packed at the end of the day, every
1: day, every single day. So this idea of Having this thing that is, you know, sending more smiles via snail mail—as I use my air quotes—is just a fun thing. You, I don't know, you get a wedding invitation or a thank you letter or something in the mail, it excites you.
2: I mean, I, I noticed on the website and in other places. I think you've referenced it here that you sort of think about your audience as adventurers. Yeah, big time. I mean, do, do you, does the does a postcard does the postcard book sort of play into that as well? Is it like about is about promoting promoting where you've you know, con- connecting with other adventurers and, and that kind of thing too? Absolutely. I think so. We've,
1: we've been very obsessed with this idea of pen pals and this connection of individuals via all different types of means. Obviously, we have this ability for people to connect digitally, whether that's through Instagram or on our website. We have an email list of our super adventurers, as we call them. And now here's a new way of doing it. We have a P.O. box that we, we have for two years, three years now, invited our community to send us whatever they wanted. And they've
0: and most of the time it's postcards, which we thought was really cool, too, that we were receiving all these postcards from around the world. Yeah. And some of it was just to say hi. Some of them were like, this postcard is so A.W.A. I had to send it to you Um, or like also, you know, then submitting a photo of them in the location with the postcard. Like, so this has been an ongoing thing, I think, even before the pop up. And it just seemed like the right fit for us and our community, um, that, you know, if they're inspired by one of these photos and they want to send it to their friend, they haven't seen in a long time, or if they just went somewhere and were like, crap, I forgot to get postcards. (laughs) Now they have an extra in their pocket.
1: We're, we're big nerds. Um, and (laughs) we're very big self-proclaimed nerds and You know, we like numbers and all of these things. We put a little survey out to the community and ask them, like, you know, what do you want to see from us? What do you like from us? What don't you like from us? We're always trying to do what you know. It's it's a it's a collection of the whole. And one of the most amazing things that I that we found out was that almost forty percent of the people that we surveyed, I guess, members of the community had gone somewhere specifically because they had seen it on our website or been inspired about it through our Instagram. I mean, we haven't been to 40% of the places in the book or 40% of the places. And so 40% of the community, maybe those numbers don't add up and I should do my math better, but if 40% of the community has been inspired by that. So while we've only been to maybe one or two of these places in the postcard book, if you could send it off to someone and inspire them in some way, shape or form to maybe even just, look into it a little more learn a little bit of interesting fact or figure and in that same respect of how we're all about the story and the photo on the back of each postcard there's a little in info about each place that gives you a little fact or figure to hopefully kind of inspire you to do your own digging as well
2: uh, it feels like a good segue for this question i wanted to ask which i, I i'll still ask and but which is the question was um you know what it what is wes anderson but But I I want to preface it by saying that, you know, over the years looking at your Instagram account and your book, I've come to realize that there's like a lot more Wes Anderson in the world than Mm. anyone would have really ever Mm -hmm. guessed, I think, if before you all started doing what you're doing. And it seems to me it's like, and this is not my own, like, this is not me realizing it because I'm smart. It's because I've looked at your Instagram so many times. Um, it seems that's actually <laughs> it's actually everywhere if you look for it. It kind of is what I've come to come to. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's sort of what it feels like at the end of the day. Um, and I mean that in a positive, you know, not yeah. like it's like pedestrian, but just that like it is. It's you know, um, and I guess, but I guess we we sort of. I guess the message I get, not you know, from looking at your work, is that um, we kind of we kind of miss it. And, and you all, you all sort of bring it to light in this like really special way. But what, what is, what is it that it is? Is it like the framing of it? Is it the, why do we look, overlook it? And like, why is it, why is it there if you look for it? Or what is it that we're looking for?
1: I think, you know, first off, very flattered that you think that we helped to uncover this in the world. We're, we're trying to do that, I guess, we're trying to help facilitate that. But I think that one of the things that you hit on is that it is everywhere And that, you know, especially when people couldn't travel, one of the things that we were doing was telling people to go and explore their own backyards. And people would message us in the beginning and say, oh, if only I lived in New York or if only I could get to London or if only I could get to these big cities. And we we would go back to them and say, you you don't, you can find it literally anywhere. It doesn't matter what city or town you live in, in the tiniest town. I mean, there's a place in our book from Glava, Sweden that has all of like less than a hundred people or so. And the town itself literally has gone to court to fight, to remain a town because the the larger districts don't qualify them as a town. And that's in our book. So if you can find AWA in those locations, it's literally like go to your any main street, go to a courthouse, go to a library, or I like to jokingly say, ask your local octogenarian, and they'll tell you all about it. There's an interesting story to be uncovered and an interesting thing that has happened no matter where you live. Yeah. Um,
0: and we tested that theory. We were like, okay, well, we need to do that too then. So when we were home for the pandemic in Delaware, we uh, did an adventure through coastal Delaware and you know, we were walking down like Rehoboth Boardwalk and mm. uh, which is very boardwalky. And <laughs> uh, we were like, Oh, my God, that! look at that little Art Deco building never noticed it before. But it was super cute. And then we had the Opera House from Wilmington, Delaware in our book. Um, so yeah, we tested it to make sure that you can actually do that. And uh, our test came yeah. out with positive results.
2: Yeah. And I guess that's, I mean, it seems like you all have a very special connection to travel too. Right. And that, that, that sort of seems to go hand in hand. I mean, in this case you're describing not traveling, but you know, the, some of the thing with traveling is just, is being aware and appreciating, you know, what's out there and trying to see new stuff. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think one of the main things is like, not, is trying to be trying not to be hmm. something or not trying not to be everything to one person if that makes sense what i mean by that is we try to give like we have city guides or adventure guides on our website and people will say well there's not a lot of you know food places or there's not a lot of insert this here we're not a one-stop travel shop what we want to be is one of a few places that you go to do your research if you're going on an adventure or to be inspired by something what i've found through our travels is i'm Amanda and I are complete opposites. Um Amanda is very much go with the flow and I am I need it to be every 15 minutes in my calendar. And what I found through our travels together was that especially when we ended up in Paris for four or five nights was that by not scheduling every single thing we ended up uncovering much more than we would have in the first place. And so what I love to do now and what I encourage other people to do and maybe subconsciously and trying to encourage people to do with our website and the travel guides and the way that we're putting these places out there in the world is when you're going to travel to a place, don't itinerary, don't create a minute by minute itinerary, but rather for one day, pick two or three places that are potentially within walking distance, or you can hop on a bus between them, or you have a car or whatever and then explore those places. Go down that back alley, as long as it's safe, of course, or talk to some locals or go into a place that you weren't expecting to, or what's that? That looks interesting. Knock on the door. Most people are very nice and welcoming and kind, and it's incredible what you will uncover if you just kind of walk in and look.
2: What um, tell, What's next for AWA? I don't know, man. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, we're going to London next week to go to our pop up, which is fun. I'm very excited to finally uh, see it IRL. Um, this is the third.
2: Pop-up. And what what happens at the pop up? You have an exhibition of the of the work. This is an or? exhibition
1: at the pop. The pop up is an exhibition of the postcards, and specifically for the postcard book at 100 Shoreditch. And we are going to be there for uh, about a week, and then we come back. We'll be with our family for a bit, and then we're off to Antarctica. We have a couple things that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about <laughs> yet that I really wish I could. I know, looking. We're not allowed to talk about them yet, but for right now, um, what is next is continuing to build out a lot more travel guides on our website with our community. We've, we have a number of them that we have started to put together ourselves, but we've received so many submissions from our community that we're starting to put these ambassador guides together and that's what they've asked for. So we're doing our best to give that to them and going to try to, uh, we're going to have a holiday pop-up shop in the West Village for uh, letting people send some more smiles via snail mail.
0: Maybe some Christmas cards or holiday cards too. Yeah,
2: we're we're keeping it. Will that be at the Whalebone again? That
1: mm-hmm. will be down at Whalebone's uh, HQ on Bleecker Street. We're we're really we're really looking forward
2: to it. Awesome. Well. Amanda and Wally Koval, uh, founders of Accidentally Wes Anderson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Congratulations um, for adventurers, travelers, art directors, storytellers, people of good feeling everywhere. Thank you so much for all the great work. It's been well, well appreciated. Congratulations on the Webby, and and thanks for joining us. Thank
0: Thank you. you so much. Really
2: appreciate it. Wonderful talking to you. You can reach me on social at DMD Likes, research by Mahi Sugabo. Our editor is Kate Mishkin. Our editorial lead is Jordana Jarrett. Our producer, Cecilia Betzel. Music is Poddington Bear. Ciel Vanderveen is our managing director. Claire Graves is our president. And I'm your host, David Michelle Davies. This is the Webby Podcast.